Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is How to Have Threesomes Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Julia. Thank you guys for tuning in. You. Today's episode, we're going to reveal the best pickup line in the world. Okay, before we start, a little bit of backstory. When I was younger, I thought pickup lines were the shit. I tried a bunch of pickup lines and I had really, really low success rates. The best pickup line I ever came up with was... Tell them, babe. What is it? Why is the prettiest girl in the room not dancing with anyone? <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> I'd say maybe one in ten girls actually fell for it and was like, okay, I'll dance with you. It was terrible. And after that, I didn't know how to talk about anything further than that. I only had one pickup line, and that was the extent of my ability to talk to women. As I've gotten older, I've come to find that there is one pickup line that works better than any. And that pickup line, you go up to her and you say, what's your name? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so simple, but it honestly is the best pickup line in the world because it makes her feel comfortable. You're not being aggressive. You're not trying to hit on her. Well, and it's not creepy. I see a lot of guys come up to either me or friends that I'm hanging out with in public, like single girls, and sometimes their opening line is, are you here with anyone? Or like, oh, hey, like, are you here alone? And first off, not only does that sound really predatory and kind of creepy, but it also doesn't like... I don't know, that doesn't like put me in a good state of mind when someone's trying to figure out like if they can get you alone and if there's anyone here to like back you up. In Bali, one of the most common lines I hear is guys walk up to me, they're like, oh, hey, like, so what are you doing in Bali? And it's like, why the fuck do you care? Like, I live here. Like, what? I don't know, to me, that feels too personal when they're like, oh, you know, like, so where do you live? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you where I live. But if they ask me what my name is, there's kind of, there's nothing rude attached to that. And I feel fine you know, giving them that information. And from there, sometimes it turns into a conversation. So I would stay away from creepy things like, you know, 
oh, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Where, you know, do you live? Like, just don't, don't be creepy. It also shows that you want to have more conversations with them in the future and learn about them. In asking their name, it's kind of like a lead up to more questions. If you ask for their name, though, you have to make sure that you remember their name and use it again at the end when you're like, all right, see ya, Stacy, or whatever it is. You have to make sure that you remember that name. Really important. Yeah, and that one's hard for me because I'm complete shit with names. Like, this is not a joke. I have, <laughs> there are people that I will live with for like two weeks and I still can't remember their name. This is no joke. I don't know what it is. Like, I will remember their dog's name and their favorite color and where they're from and like what they eat for breakfast and I cannot remember their name. So this is kind of Ricky's job when we meet girls or new friends specifically, you know, in a large group where eight people go around the circle and say their names. I can't remember the first person's name already. So I'm always kind of elbowing Ricky in the ribs being like, what the fuck was it? What's that person's name with the blue shirt? And he's like <laughs> trying to help me cover. Um, but I end up doing a lot of like, oh, hey, buddy, like, what's up, you? Um, so if you ever meet me in person, don't take it personally. I'm just complete shy with names. But that is really important. I know that I pay attention to that. Like if I have only met a guy like once and then a couple weeks later we bump into him again and he remembers my name, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's impressive. Like, hmm. So another really powerful thing to do is approach with a lot of confidence. We were at a party the other day and this girl, I kind of locked eyes with her and I walked straight over to her and I was like, hey, what's your name? And girls find that so attractive when you're able to have a moment and then go and act on that moment and start a conversation. It's really powerful. Yeah, I think the golden rule should be five seconds, like the five second rule where if you lock eyes with someone, and I'm specifically talking to men here since they're normally the ones who do the approaching and it's a lot scarier for them because there's more of a chance of them being turned down. But if you lock eyes with a pretty girl and she like smiles at you, you basically have five seconds to either go and approach her and say hi or you've lost your shot because it's creepy. Like I know for me personally, when we're out, if someone's looking at me and they stare at me for like 10 minutes and they keep looking at me and I keep looking at them and they're not doing anything, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, <laughs> do they have a problem with me? Like, what are they looking at? Like, are they just not brave enough to come say hi? Like, it's really, really strange. So if you're in a bar, if you're at a party, if you're out in life at the laundromat, I don't care. If someone looks at you and you want to talk to the attractive person, you count to five and you be brave and you journey forth. I don't even think you should wait the full five seconds. I think that if you see a girl that you want to talk to, before you let your mind think, just put your left foot in front of your right foot and make a move towards her. For me, I almost have to trick myself out of thinking further into it. If I think into it, it's just going to mess me up and I'm going to come out wrong when I'm trying to talk with her. But if I just go before I have any thoughts about it, then it's always a more pure conversation. So another note for the guys specifically, because I see this all the time and it literally pisses me off, is where I will be sitting with a friend or like watching a girl on the beach who... We go down to the beach here in Bali pretty much every sunset before quarantine and a girl will be sitting like on a towel watching the sunset with her headphones in, clearly not there trying to socialize. She's just enjoying a moment of peace. And sometimes dudes in like groups, like two or three of them at a time, will come and kind of surround her where she's sitting on the ground and they are just towering over her with their like dicks like at her face level and they're talking down at her like, and it's so aggressive and you can see how uncomfortable these girls look and the guys, I, I don't know if they just don't realize or if they think that a girl wants to be talked down to from like five feet above her head, but it looks very overpowering and it makes them uncomfortable and they tend to get very small and shrink away and not want to have a conversation because that's not a good way to start with people. So for example, one thing that I see that works and one thing that I see that he does is if there's a girl sitting, you go and you like sit down next to her or you crouch next to her. Don't be directly in front of her face. This is a whole body language thing that we're going over in the video course. 
about the way that you should position your body so that it doesn't feel threatening to people and that they actually want to turn and engage. And you can tell that if they don't turn their shoulders to you, you know, if they're leaning away, they don't want you there. And then you can leave and stop making people uncomfortable. But I feel like a lot of guys just don't realize that they're making people super uncomfortable or they're not self-aware enough to realize that the girl is really not interested and they stay long past their welcome. So just pay attention to your perspective, uh, cute person on the beach and make sure that everyone's happy to be there and that they actually want to be talking to you. And so after you make that initial contact, you want to keep the conversation flowing a little bit. And you can really tell if someone wants to talk to you or not by the way they interact with their body and their body language. The next thing that I would ask here in Bali is where are you from? You know, try and learn a little bit more about them. Or if you're at like a parkour gym or you're doing acro or something, ask, you know, how long they've been doing acro for. Try to ask things that are like in context with where you are, your situation. Yeah, people would much rather uh, answer a question that has a story to it, you know, oh, how long have you been doing gymnastics? And then they get to tell you about, you know, when they used to compete in college, rather than, oh, so where do you live? Do you live close to here? Like, you know, like there's just so many creepy things I hear people say, but try and ask them something that is actually genuine, something that you'd like to know about them so that you're not bored to death while they tell you the name of, you know, their pet hamster from third grade. And then also ask them a question that they can answer with a story, but that's kind of short. You know, don't ask them what their, like, bloodline history is. Just, you know, be genuine. Be Ask them about something that you can actually relate to. I know this is obvious, but so many people miss these things, and it's kind of painful to watch. So just be mindful. So another technique, if you're really terrified about having a conversation with this person, maybe she's really pretty, or maybe she doesn't speak English that well, after you've asked her name, just be like, you're really pretty. Do you have an Instagram? When you get a girl's Instagram, it kind of leads you up for a future conversation or meeting up with her in the future and kind of showing her your lifestyle as well and seeing what her lifestyle is. It gives you a whole bunch of information that you can then work from. I definitely think asking for a person's Instagram is a lot safer than asking for a phone number because that clearly feels like you're trying to pick them up and that can be a little bit too personal. But for us personally, when we give our Instagram to someone, I'm really confident that they're gonna like us more after they've seen our lifestyle and what we do and the fact that we travel and we do acro. I feel like you know, and given it's what we do, like our presence is quite large online and we put a lot of effort into how we showcase our lifestyle. So it, it does a lot more for us for people to see it, right? Like if you only have four pictures of a breakfast burrito that you ate a year ago on your Instagram, maybe that's not going to be <laughs> such a great way for you to get in contact with someone. So I guess the moral of this is if you're going to bring someone back to your Instagram, make sure you have a good Instagram for them to see. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not going to work in your favor. Yeah. I mean, either have a good Instagram or just delete all the weird shit. So basically I know that when guys have approached me, if I click back to their page and write, neither of these guys have to be influencers or models or photographers that travel the world, but if someone just has a pretty blank feed, just some nice pictures, but it's clearly not what they spend their time on, that's fine and I'm happy to talk to them. But if someone has a page that's just full of random crap and like, you know, really bad photos of kind of not interesting things, it makes me assume that they're not very interesting because honestly, Instagram is meant to be like the highlight reel of your life. So I am very much for the quality over quantity. I think your Instagram should just be a nice little snapshot of some cool things you've done, whatever, that vacation you went to in Mexico or the, you know, the, the cute dog you found at the coffee shop the other day. Like that's fine. Um, but just keep it welcoming and clean so that if someone who doesn't really know you very well sees it, it's not going to turn them away. We've also found that having friends in your pictures is a nice way to like show that you have social validation, that you're a normal person, that people actually interact with you. That you're not a sociopath. Like when I see a guy's profile and it's just like solo pictures of him with no one else around and like lots of mirror selfies, I'm like, do you 
have friends? Like, do you have a family? Or is there anyone who actually wants to spend time with you? And I'm not talking about like the bro pictures while you're all like chugging beer. Like, I just mean, have friends show that you're a nice person. Like, use some common sense. The first thing that I ever said to was I asked her name. We were at a parkour gym and I'd seen her. She'd locked eyes with me a couple of times and we were all stretching in a circle and she kind of like turned her back to me. But sometimes I feel like American girls do that. Like if they want to talk to you, then they just like ignore you the most out of anyone in the room. And I was like, hey, what's your name? And she turned around and she was just so excited. She's like, and it was yeah. just like just that one introduction line. I don't even know if we said anything after that. I think it was just that. Yeah, I actually don't remember <laughs> saying anything else that day. I think I just turned really pink and I like couldn't breathe and then I just kind of like <laughs> ran away and I don't know. So I got her Instagram and her Facebook and whatever and we ended up talking a bit later and you know going on a first date but that is honestly the best way to make an introduction with someone. So funny enough we actually used this technique a couple of weeks ago again and we had really good success with it. <laughs> so I was at this pool party here in and I was spinning fire and this girl walked in, two girls walked in, and they were like Russian and beautiful. One of them was really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and we locked eyes when they walked into the party. And a little bit later, we were like hanging out, and I walked up to her, and I was like, hey, what's your name? And we started talking. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how to make that first move on a girl and how to tell if she likes you. So this was a really good example of me making that first move and making sure it was okay with Julia first. I thought everything went extremely smoothly. So I kind of felt a connection with this girl. We were chatting and there was other girls at the party that we actually had been trying to make a move on. We had been intending to bring home with us. Yeah, we had actually kind of gone to the party with a girl that we were kind of expecting to meet up with that night. And then we ended up leaving with someone completely different. Yeah. Uh, so, so the Russian girl, we were having great conversations. She was like really like actively wanting to talk and giving me amazing answers to every question that I asked. And the other girl that we had been intending to get with when I talked with her, it just felt like really bland and she wasn't letting me connect and she wasn't getting vulnerable with me. And at one point, like we were mid conversation, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go over here. And I just left the conversation and I ended up going back to the Russian girl and talking with her. And our connection was just so much better. I was feeling really good vibes with this Russian girl and I asked I was like, if I wanted to make a move, like try and kiss her, would that be okay with you? I was like, yeah. So later on that night, it was me and the Russian girl in the pool and I asked her, I was like, can I kiss you? And we almost like leaned in and then she's like, but don't you have a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, that's she's right over there. Um, we have a monogamous relationship. And I was able to explain to her the terms of our relationship. And then when she went in to give me the kiss again, she gave it to me knowing fully what the situation was. We ended up kissing and and a whole bunch of other girls like started screaming for us when we were kissing. They were like, Ooh. <laughs> I wasn't screaming. You were cheering. I mean, I might have whistled at you guys. There was some, te some tequila involved. Yeah. You were like, get it, babe. Get it. <laughs> you weren't screaming. You were definitely screaming. I was a little bit drunk, and I don't normally drink. <laughs> Point being, some other girl at the party who I didn't know very well had come up to me, and she was like, do you see your boyfriend is making out with the girl in the pool? And I was like, yeah, I know. And she was like, what? But like... That the girl's hot and he's kissing her. I'm like, I know, I told him to go fetch and he's fetching. And she was like, what? And that's when I turned around and I was like, yeah, get it, babe. And the girl just like looked up, the Russian girl just looked at me and I was like, just gave her a thumbs up. And I just like went back to hang out with our friends. I was like, yep, I see you. I'm not worried. Like, it's all good. Um, and I was just like eating a, a snack platter. So I was a little bit busy. Um, I wasn't even sure that anything was going to happen past that. Yeah, I don't think we ever had 
like an expectation because normally you don't get to kind of cold call someone at a, at a gathering that you've never met before and be like, hey, so you've never had threesomes. You want to have a threesome? And they say, yes. Uh, that wasn't really our intention. I just thought he might get to make out with this hot Russian girl. And I was like, sure, go. Go uh, get your box of Russian cookies. So we had a good make out. And then we ended up like <laughs> snuggling a little bit at the party. And then like mouthed over to Julia. I was like, should I try? Like, should I make this happen? She's like, yeah, okay. So I asked her, I was like, do you want to come back with us? And she's like, yeah. And like, I even asked her one more time to just make sure like... There's not a language barrier here. You want to come back with us? Like, not just me. And she's like, yeah. So um, we ended up going back to our house and having an amazing night. <laughs> uh, it's also really funny because a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we hadn't made it happen with a Russian girl. And it was like literally within two days of us releasing that podcast that we made this happen with a Russian girl. Yeah, maybe we put it out there in the universe. I don't know. Um, yeah, she ended up hanging around for like a week and a half. Um, many adventures were had. It was fun. And actually, she didn't expect for us to pay for everything, which we had kind of made that assumption. Maybe she would have if we were just a solo man taking care of a girlfriend. But like as a couple, she like pretty much paid she, for yeah, everything. Yeah, she pitched in for all the breakfast that we had delivered to the house. And like when we went on adventure, she would pitch in, which was nice. Although something that was really interesting, there was a bit of a cultural barrier between Julia and her because I know that it's not as acceptable to be bisexual or open. After we'd had a threesome, we were hanging out on the couch and Julia tried to touch her and she like pulled away really fast. Like she didn't want to be seen in public interacting yeah, I with think Julia I like, I like put my hand on her knee when I was like leaning forward to like get some snacks or something. And she was like, really uncomfortable and I was like what the fuck like we j like you were fine when we were behind closed doors but I guess she didn't want like any of our friends to see that I like I don't know that like my leg would sometimes touch her leg um that ended up changing as the days went on like she became a lot more comfortable with Julia and they ended up being okay with having a bit of affection in public so that was something that definitely worked out of the relationship but at the very beginning it was something she wasn't comfortable with so a project that I have been working on lately is this video course um, and basically what it is is all the information that we've learned from interviews and from our own personal life experience and we want to share with you guys the tools and the techniques that we use to have this healthy relationship and how we go over everything and check in with each other and the communication techniques and pickup lines and basically everything involved in our style of non-monogamous relationships but our goal with this course is not to just have it be about having threesomes, but about how to really have your dream relationship, whatever that relationship may be, and just give you the tools to kind of craft, you know, whatever feels right for you, and to be able to talk with your partner and get everyone's needs met, and we are looking for your guys' help. So if you guys have anything specific that you feel like comes up in your life a lot, or worries or concerns or things that maybe we haven't covered enough, um, please send us a message or if you want to hop on a phone call with us, we've been doing that with some of you guys too, just to hear, you know, what you would like us to be researching and talking about in this course. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you want to reach out to us, we love hearing from you guys, the How to Have Threesomes Instagram page. Also, if you guys have a second and you loved our show, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It means a lot to us. If you haven't checked out our book, check it out on Amazon. Till next time. You. You.